basketball is almost back. The start of the preseason is just over a week away. And so I figure it's time to start making some predictions about next season for the Kings. The Kings roster is almost finalized and we do have the what's most likely going to be all the guys that are going into training camp on the roster. And so I wanted to make team-specific season award predictions. And so obviously these aren't official awards, but they are awards that I myself can give out. Uh, so we got, you know, MVP, team MVP, defensive player of the year, newcomer of the year, and a few other ones that I'm going to look back at last season and see, see who I thought would have won this hypothetical award and then who I think has the best chance of winning that award for the team this upcoming season. But before I get into those predictions, let's look at the full roster that the Kings have right now, because we did have some news today. So every NBA team is allowed 15 full roster spots, three two ways, and then they can have 21 players going into training camp. And so right now the Kings have 14 guys with full roster spots, they have all three two ways filled up, and then they have invited four players to training camp to battle it out for one spot remaining. And now one of those four guys could get that spot, or none of them could get that spot, or there could be a spot that opens up because they wave someone. Like there's still a lot that can happen, so it's not as simple as one of those guys is guaranteed the spot, but that is, I would say, the most likely outcome. And so the Kings roster right now consists of Fox, Herter, Barnes, Murray, Sabonis, Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, Chris Duarte, Sasha Vezinkov, Trey Lyles, Alex Lynn, JaVale McGee, Kessler Edwards, Colby Jones, and then the two-way players are Jordan Ford, Keon Ellis, and Jalen Slauson, and the four guys on training camp deals are Deontay Burton, Chance Comanche, Jeremy Lamb, and Jalen Noel. So when you look at the team right now, I think the obvious spot where the Kings probably need some help is a third point guard. They have Jordan Ford on that two-way contract, but it would be nice to have someone on a full roster spot to fill uh, the backup ball handler role or the backup backup ball handler role. And so when you look at the guys on the train camp deals, Jalen Noel is probably the guy who has the best chance, I would say, of getting that roster spot because he can handle the ball. He can also be a, a shooting guard, but he can play the one. Burton and Comanche are guys that were in Stockton. I think Burton got a 10-day last season on the full team as well at one point, but I don't think they're going to make the roster. Jeremy Lamb is a guy that, of course, he came over to the Kings in the Sabonis-Halliburton trade and played for just the end of that season. And I thought he was solid. I've always liked Jeremy Lamb, but he's pretty old now. And so I doubt he gets the spot. And then we have Jalen Noel. And I really like Jalen Noel. And I always have really liked Jalen Noel. He played for the Timberwolves before. And there's no doubt he had a rough season, especially shooting the three ball. And you look at the reaction of people to Jalen Noel getting this training camp deal and it's Kings fans being really happy and, and being like, oh, we like this guy. And that's my reaction. I would say you have neutrals 
being like, wow, he wasn't on a roster. He's only getting a training camp deal. And then you have Timberwolves fans being like, yeah, this guy's not good. And so it's it's kind of funny seeing just the three different reactions. And obviously Timberwolves fans know him best, but at the same time, he's still a young player. I believe he's 24 and he's had uh, good seasons in the past or at least one really good season, I would say. And so I think he can bounce back and I would be happy if he made the full roster. And so now that we've talked about everyone who is on the Kings roster right now, let's get into predicting some awards. And I think the obvious award to start with is the MVP award. And I will preface this by saying this is all regular season stuff like regular NBA awards are. This is definitely not the playoffs. And so the player I would say that won it last year, I mean, you could definitely argue either one for MVP last year, Fox or Sabonis. I would say it's Sabonis. Obviously, Fox is the guy that you go to in, in crunch time and was the clutch player of the year. And he was no doubt the MVP in the playoffs. But I think when it comes to just consistency throughout the regular season and making the team run, I would give it to Sabonis. But coming into this season, I do, well, I hope, and I think that it will be De'Aaron Fox, who is clearly the best player on the team. And I hope that's the case, because I think that's what gives the Kings the best chance to win. Now, De'Aaron Fox in the past few seasons has always been known to get off, getting off to slow starts in the regular season. And he obviously, in his one playoff series that he's played, he seems to be a playoff riser. And that was something that, I mean, was easily predicted because he just elevates his game in crunch time. Now, what I hope from him coming into the season is one, I obviously hope he can stay healthy. And last year, you know, his stats were kind of down a bit because he played through injury. There was like a 20 game stretch of the season where he was clearly injured and his stats were not good uh, during that period. And maybe with the team getting more depth, he can sit out more games if that's the case. But I just hope for him this season, I think he has a chance to really cement this as his team because it, it is his team. Like, you know, Sabonis is amazing. And I said he was the MVP of last regular season. But this is Fox's team. And I have faith that he can put together a more complete regular season this coming season. I doubt his clutch numbers are going to be what they were last season. Because that seems unsustainable. But hopefully he can be a little more consistent throughout the entire game this season. And hopefully won't have to do it in crunch time every single time. So the next award is the Defensive Player of the Year award. And now looking back to last season, it's not the easiest award to give out. We all know defense, not the Kings strong suit. And honestly, it's probably no one. Like, sure, Davion's a great defender, but like, he honestly didn't do much in the regular season. Like, he just didn't play enough, I feel like for me to give him that award. And honestly, like it was probably no one. I mean, I could say it was Fox last season because he did elevate his game defensively and, and took on the challenge a bit more. 
I could say it's Sabonis because when you look at his numbers in terms of contesting around the rim, they were pretty good. But in reality, it, it was no one. Nobody was the defensive player of the year last year for the Kings. But the guy that I'm predicting will win that this coming year is Davion Mitchell. And I really hope that he gets enough minutes to do so. Because I think it's pretty obvious he's clearly the best defender on the team, right? He is an amazing defender. He's only like six foot or six one, but can guard so much bigger than that. He can guard guys like Paul George at six seven or six eight, whatever he is. He's super strong. And honestly, the way that he is the defensive player of the team next year is by improving his offensive game because that's how he's going to stay on the court. Hopefully the Kings defense overall can improve. Maybe Alex Leonard, JaVale McGee can improve that. So maybe you could say one of those guys is the defensive player of the year for the team. But if Davion can make a leap with his three-point shooting, get to 36%, then he can be on the court so much more. He can play alongside Fox. He doesn't have to be the ball handler on the team. If he can play off ball and hit threes, then he could be in for a big year. When people evaluate the Kings offseason, it's always, you know, they made moves around the edges, and that's true. And they're just looking for leaps from guys within. And everyone's looking at Keegan, rightfully so, but Davion could be a guy who could make a leap. And that leap only really has to be from three-point shooting. If he can have a great three-point shooting year, that just means he can be on the court. And when he's on the court, he impacts the defensive end so heavily. Like, he is so impactful. So I'm hoping for a big year and a big improvement from him. This next one, it's kind of like my rookie of the year replacement. It's the newcomer of the year. So it doesn't have to be a rookie, but just newcomer of the year. And so we have guys like Chris Duarte, Sasha Vezinkov, JaVale McGee, you know, one of the rookies like uh, Colby Jones. Well, really only Colby Jones. Last year, I would say it was probably Kevin Herter. Obviously jumped straight into the starting lineup and had an amazing year shooting from three. It was streaky, but still a really good year and was a great scorer and at times facilitator for the team. So he was the newcomer of the year last year. And this year, I have to predict Sasha Vezinkov, right? I, I just have to. Some Kings fans already want to slot him into the starting lineup. They say, get out of here, HB. We don't need you, which I don't agree with. You know, I think people are undervaluing Harrison Barnes. And obviously, Vezinkov has not played an NBA game yet. I also don't think he necessarily makes sense in the starting lineup, just as another guy who isn't super mobile defensively. Not that Harrison Barnes is some great defender, and at times he can be really bad, but at other times he's guarding the other team's best player and is actually solid. So I don't think you can make that replacement, at least like not right away. I mean, we have to see what Vezhenkov can bring. And, I mean, if Harrison Barnes can sustain his level from last season, there's no way he's getting replaced in the starting lineup. People just love to hate on Harrison Barnes. But what I'm hoping to see from Bezhenkov is just, I mean, he just adds shooting 
just more shooting to this team that's already amazing shooting the ball. I mean, the Kings last season, obviously, in terms of offensive efficiency, were like the best team in NBA history. But there are still ways that they could improve. And the bench shooting last year was not great, despite the offense as a whole being amazing. And so Vezhenkov obviously brings great shooting off the bench, but not just shooting. He can score the ball in other ways too. And so he just makes our offense that much more dynamic at all times. Not just when the starters are in or not just when, you know, Fox and and or Sabonis are in the game, especially when Fox is out of the game and the offense obviously is just all through Sabonis, more guys coming around dribble handoffs. You you can never have enough. I mean, imagine a lineup with Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, and Sasha Vezhenkov out there with Sabonis all just running around DHO after DHO after DHO. That's a nightmare for other teams to defend. And something that I feel like people aren't talking about, like Vezhenkov is a rookie. He's a rookie going into next year, an older rookie, so people aren't don't really, I feel like, get that. Like, he can win Rookie of the Year. He could, you know, I don't think that's going to happen. But he could make, you know, all rookie teams. So that's something to watch. Because I feel like when most people are like, oh, who's who's the rookies on the Kings? It's like Colby Jones and Jalen Slauson. It's like, no. Fezhenkov is also a rookie, technically. Then the next uh, award is Most Improved. I would say last year is probably Fox. Obviously, Fox was already amazing, but... He just became more consistent, better in in clutch time. I think he can be even more consistent, but raised his defensive level. And But I think uh, the guy that everybody would predict for most improved on the Kings coming into this season is Keegan Murray. And, you know, I'm going to do the same because that's what we all want to see. We want to see him go from 12 or 13 points per game. I think it was like closer to 12 to like 15 or what about 17, you know, like he could make a big jump, jump. He's already, you know, he was an older rookie and people were always comparing him to Chris Middleton and his numbers at the age of 22 compared to Middleton's numbers at the age of 22 are eerily similar. So we could be in for a big leap. And I think that's not just on the offensive end, although that's what people are focusing on. And I do think rightfully so, because that's where he shines. But I do hope to see an improvement defensively. And I think we did see an improvement defensively as last season went on. He, I can't can't remember if he was the leader on the Kings in blocks per game, or if he like just lost out on that to Sabonis. But he can block shots. Now, that's not, you know, the biggest achievement of all time because it was only like half a block per game. But he's a good help defender, and I think he can be a good on-ball defender. Maybe not great, but I think he can be good. And then, obviously, his on-ball skills on offense. We saw what he did in Summer League, and obviously Summer League, Summer League. It's It's not the NBA. It's not the same at all. But it is still encouraging, and and so I really hope to see him take a big leap. Then the next category is Sixth Man of the Year. I don't really need too much time on this one. Last year is Malik Monk. This year, I think it's going to be Malik Monk. 
that one's pretty simple. I mean, you know, obviously I'm talking about I want leaps from Davion, and I think Sasha is going to be the newcomer of the year, and, you know, those guys are both off the bench, but, I mean, I, I Malik Monk, Malik Monk, I, I don't think anyone's overtaking him, and I think, I think we're in for a better season from Monk, because in the regular season, he was, you know, kind of good, like, it was, it was kind of a weird regular season. He was great in the playoffs and is a seems to be a playoff riser and is obviously an electric player. But there were definitely times where he was like, especially early in the season, where he was a little lost on what exa- how exactly to play within the offense. I think his three-point shot selection got better towards the end of the season. And I think just the way he operated in the offense got better towards the end of the season. He can be a really good playmaker. His playmaking stats are kind of crazy for a guy that I feel like before this season and especially, or before last season and especially the season before that, people would probably think he's like a horrible playmaker, but he's improved so much in that. And so I think we can see him be a much better regular season player this coming season, just in terms of consistency because he knows his role now, and I, I think there was some discomfort with his role at the beginning of last season, and I think he settled into it. And so now we get a full year of him hopefully being settled into that role, which should lead to great things. And, you know, I don't expect some huge uh, statistical improvement, but hopefully that three-point percentage goes up because it wasn't great last year. And just efficiency in general going up because I don't necessarily think he's going to, you know, have a big increase in points, if any at all, maybe more assists, but we will see. And then the last two, I don't know if these are awards. I mean, because we have most surprising, which could be an award, but then we have most disappointing. So it's like a negative award. I don't know if that's a thing. So for most surprising, I would say last year, it could go to it could go to a lot of players. Like it could go to Fox because he became actually a competent defender. No, but I wasn't that surprised by that. Uh, you know, it could go to Sabonis just for how good he was. But I think uh, the guy that was most surprising last year was Keegan Murray and the maturity that he showed and how good of a three pointer, uh, three point shooter, uh, he was just right away, 40 plus percent on a lot of attempts and obviously setting the rookie record for three-pointers made in a season. So I would say he was most surprising last year. This year, I mean, this is this is the one that I would say I struggled with the most to come up with who I wanted to, to predict because there are so many players that I think could win it. And it's like surprising to who, right? And I'm, I'm kind of going off surprising to not the super casual fan and not the super hardcore fan somewhere in between because obviously uh you know the super hardcore fans are almost not surprised by anything <laughs> in terms of hardcore kings fans like if uh, keegan murray is great is that a surprise i wouldn't say that's necessarily that big of a surprise so i don't think it's him sasha vezinkov definitely could surprise people who don't really uh know a lot about him but I think the two who I was kind of deciding between for this, Davion Mitchell, if he makes that leap uh, with his three-pointer and, and maybe scoring, uh, 
then he could become a, a super key part of this team when I feel like no one's really talking about him. And then the other guy is someone who really no one's talking about, and I think a lot of people have forgotten, is on this team, is Chris Duarte. And so I'll give it to Davion, just because I think he has the chance to get more minutes. Chris Duarte is behind a lot of players, although I do think, I'll talk about him for a second. Duarte, he's behind a lot of players, but he does fill a role that the Kings could definitely utilize. Because the guys he's behind is kind of Trey Lyles and Sasha Vezinkov, right? But he's a smaller player than them. You know, he's not the same size. And so he could be utilized to get to guard smaller players. And Duarte was a guy who in his rookie season got off to an amazing start. Was like leader for rookie of the year. Although I don't think anyone really thought he was going to sustain that. Which he didn't. But uh, when he was with Sabonis in Indiana... He was really good, and then he dropped off, injury problems, but, uh, you know, I'm, I think he could definitely bounce back. He's a player who I really like. Could just be a classic 3 and D guy for the Kings, and that's a role that we need because we don't have a lot of players of his size and skill set on this team, but he is still behind so many players, whereas Davion... Honestly, the, the reason he might be most surprising is because what if Fox gets injured and then he he steps up? Like, I mean, I could see Fox missing 20 plus games this season. And I say that because I think this Kings team is deeper than ever before. And I think he's, you know, he picks up a lot of injuries, like little injuries. Um, and he plays through a lot of them. And so I think we could just see him resting more. You know, a lot of his past seasons, he's missed games, but a lot of those were towards the end of the season when the, it was kind of like just shut him down. But I think we could see more rest for him, and Davion could take more of a prominent role, both when he's on the court, and when Fox is on the court, and when he's not. And I just think there's more opportunity for Davion than Duarte. And I'm just really hoping for a leap from Davion. And then we go to most disappointing. You know, I, I don't like to be negative here. I don't like being super negative. You know, in general, I don't like how negative a lot of NBA discourse is. But, you know, we got to have some negativity and predict who's the most disappointing. Last year, it was Rashawn Holmes. No need to talk any further about that. Everyone knows it's Rashawn Holmes. Now, this coming season... I am going to actually say it's Malik Monk. Now, I know I just hyped up Malik Monk. You know, he's going to be the sixth man of the year for the team. And I know I was like, I think he could be more consistent and this and that. And th and I do think that's true. And so it's like, why am I saying I also think he's going to be most disappointing? And it's because of the way I see a lot of NBA fans talk about him. And what I mean by that is, I mean, he was awesome in the playoffs. And, and that's the thing. People are probably, Kings fans included, like not just other NBA fans, Kings fans included who were just watching the playoffs and was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. They probably think he can do that in the regular season, which I just don't think that's the type of player he is, that he's going to consistently do that throughout the regular season. You know, he's a bench player for a reason and he can obviously provide a massive spark, but he's not gonna be that guy you know he didn't all of a sudden just make some massive leap to 
becoming a, a star player or uh, even a starter on this team. And that doesn't even necessarily he's not mean he's not a top five player on this team, but he's just not a starter. And I think he could get more consistent, but he, I, he just seems like the type of player to me that's never going to be super, super efficient. The most disappointing is kind of just who who's getting hyped up too much. Uh, and I think Malik Monk got a lot of hype for his playoff performance. And I think he could repeat that in the playoffs next year. But it's just, I don't think he's going to do that during the regular season. Another guy that I could have put here is Keegan Murray, uh, who has the biggest um, possibility to disappoint with how much he's getting hyped up. But I'm just I, I'm just hoping he, he doesn't disappoint. You know, I, I do think he... He's going to make a big leap, and that's why I put him for most improved. So those are my Kings Team Award predictions for this upcoming regular season. Let me know uh, what you think about uh, who I chose and who you would choose for these different awards. I will, of course, be back, uh, obviously covering the preseason, uh, but before that, covering any Kings news coming out of uh, training camp, and I can't wait to get back into the flow of the NBA season and, and making content more regularly. Because the offseason's been boring. It was just uh, Damian Lillard trade talk all offseason. And then it finally happened, and it was to a team that barely anyone was talking about. So it's like, what were we even doing talking about it the whole time? But I'm just glad Dame's out of the West so De'Aaron Fox can make the All-Star team every year. But I'm not going to be happy about it when the Kings meet the Bucks in the finals next year and then lose because Dame and Giannis is an unfair duo. Anyways, that is it for this episode of The Real Report. I will be back either for preseason or when anything else happens for the Kings or if I decide to make another video. So I will see you guys later. Peace.